people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn it the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Thank you, Nate. Coming to us from uh, it's all man galaxy in, far, far away. Well, no, I told Nate last week. It's like we're going to go full circle because when the podcast began, way back when, right, a little bit before Rick's time, one of the things that really pushed it was that I was at the time uh, a presenter once a week on a late night BBC radio That's show. True. And I was always it introduced was called the late call or something. The, like that. the late license with late David license. Reeves. Which is a license bars have to have to stay open. Right. Late. So he uh so they would always introduce me as our man in America. And I could not <laughs> embedded. Con- and well, and one of the problems was that the first broadcast I did, I was the one only time I'd gone to E three. So I was in LA when I did the first first broadcast with them right and i couldn't convince them that, that i wasn't in, in LA, la all the time for the rest of the year that i was on exactly. that show so i was now it's come full circle and nate it's is just now, a 15 minute drive from now anyway. now nate is our man in los angeles uh <laughs> nate costa uh announcer and and telnetting in telnetting well that was an old word for Jeez. it <laughs> um and uh we've got we've got a team of 20 hamsters powering this system it was completely ancient. And uh, so this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Welcome, Fandroids. And, uh, of course, that is uh, my announcer there on, by remote, actually somewhere near Los Angeles. I am Nate Costa. That's right. And then across from me, hosting us at the Brett Cave. Skype Wrangler, Rick Brett Snyder. Skype Wrangler. There you go. I like that. That goes on the business card. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Next time we do cards, I'm going to be American no, Treasure. No. You're going to be Skype. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> well, we are podcasting on uh, August 28th uh, of 2013. Uh, as we speak, it's a Wednesday night, and we say we are on the Brett Cave, and this will be the last podcast of August. And uh, summer's coming to a close. Probably everybody's back in school. So uh, we get some comics news, some uh, movie news. As I, as uh, Rick and I were mentioning uh, before we called, dialed in Nate. Uh, you know, last week we did this podcast at a, on a Wednesday night, and of course, it wouldn't matter what night we actually record. The next day, there would be some news that would break the internet in half. Huh. So tonight we get to talk about what broke the internet in half last week, which is of course Batfleck, or. Or as uh, strange enough, Perry at Elusive Comics and Games was telling me today, Benefleck. Benefleck? Benefleck. I'm like, no, it's Ben Affleck. Anyway, so we'll be talking about Ben Affleck as Batman a little later, but we've got comics. Perry on a new medication. Yeah, yeah. well, we both matched his red today, and everybody else got freaked out because we were wearing the same color shirt. Oh, boy. We got the memo. Um, skies have fallen. The skies have fallen. I don't know how things were at Earth 2, but I would bet that Darren was wearing red over there. Darren Thomas, the general manager of both Earth 2 stores. And I don't think he was wearing red. Oh, that's a shame. Well, I will coordinate with Darren next week then. 
So uh, we're going to talk some comics, a little bit of comics news, and then just like what's come out this week, you know, why, defending our choices. And uh, then we'll go through some movie stuff, and we will talk a little television, and we will still talk a little Disney Infinity because it is a huge thing, and some new exclusives are coming out that people should perhaps be aware of. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though, honestly, one exclusive uh, or at least a pre-order may be a moral compromise if you are a Disney Infinity completist. So we shall talk about it. Ooh, talk about your cliffhanger. Hmm? That that's foreshadowing. Or should or should that be more of a mango habanero thing? Yeah, I don't talk know. about your cliffhanger. Okay. No, I don't feel like without Jason. Here I think feeding, mango mango needs to appear. I don't know. No. So he stays special. No, without Jason, I don't. I don't feel fed to be mango habanero. Uh, so anyway, uh, so in the comics, uh, last week there was Toronto Expo, and a few things came out that were of interest. One that we are going to get uh, see what only like what forty years after Alpha Flight was created, uh, no Jeez. thirty thirty years <laughs> no thirty five years after Alpha Flight was yeah, created, DC finally has their response, and since it's Canadian, it, it didn't have to be a fast response. Uh, it was they've the been ju- thinking Justice League of America, which uh, will be now written by Jeff Lemire, who is Canadian. Justice League of America will be becoming Justice League of Canada. So there will be a couple of... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's Justice League. Yes. There was Justice League Dark. Right, that's not then, Canadian. There's nothing they, dark then, about Canada. Then they came out with Justice League of America. Yes. Just to confuse things, because these are all people who were never really core to the Justice League of America. Right, right. Pre-New 52. And they have so Martian now, involved, yes. And now you're saying that the Justice League of America is turning into... That title Justice is going to become Justice League of Canada. They're keeping the numbering and everything? Or I don't know. Or they slot? But you know, I, I don't want you to get confused... Or to feel upset about Waiting this. Waiting for Justice League of Bolivia. That seems just silly. Argentina. Rick. But back in the 80s, that's Mexico. what they did. Justice League, Justice League International. Then it became Justice League America, Justice League Europe. They changed the Indeed. titles all the time, depending Those on what was going books, on. Those were different books, though. No, the numberings didn't change. There Justice was two, League Europe was a... Was a spinoff of Justice League International. And then Justice League International became uh, Justice League yeah. of America in okay. response to Justice League Europe to differentiate... There were two books, and then you had Extreme Justice, and you that had, was when I stopped reading. And it. you had Justice League Task Force. Mm. Those were bad times. Those were horrible. Uh, times. The horrible times. And <laughs> I actually went back and re- reread Justice League Extreme in trades a couple about a year or two. Yes, ago. and uh, that was also I can't remember the name of the hero that everyone had forgotten, but it ended with with Underworld Unleashed. Mm. Uh, had had you know they had the one hero that had disappeared from the time stream and came back and then he had the green candle from Neron that would uh it would make his biggest wish come true and yeah when he was, blew it out yeah no that was really what happened wow and, I could write comics <laughs> well you could uh, as a comics writer I can say that doesn't mean anybody will buy what we write uh, <laughs> so it's a cold harsh world yes and yet Dan DiDio writes comics and i bought one more on that soon yes (laughs) okay so anyway so that's justice league canada and we'll see i'm gonna give that the benefit of the doubt because i like uh the writer i like captain canuck back in the day but that was a different uh that was maple leaf publications or something yeah i think so or vanguard vanguard you're right and they had you know what was great about that book they did amazing color they did just like 
I recall interesting coloring. Yeah, they they were they their color scheme was high in oranges and purples. Yes, and, but I only picked up one or two issues of Captain Canuck. It was not particularly well distributed. Yeah, in California, go figure. As a Canadian comic book, you know where I picked up most of them. Pier Thirty Nine in San Francisco had a comic book store for a while. Um, but I could see that being an internet more of a yeah. We shall go to our brethren to the north. And um, the other thing that came out uh, was a new design of Lobo. Did you uh, see this name? Oh, God. (laughs) Euro Trash Lobo? Awful. Awful. Awful Trash Lobo. I saw a quote today, or was it yesterday, that that's not what he's going to look like the whole time. That's only, oh, when, he, that's only he, when he's in sunlight? You know why it's not why he's going to look like the because whole time? Because it looks terrible. <laughs> because everybody freaked out. <laughs> How, let's let's talk about great comic book backpedaling. Um, it's just like leaving the, uh, what do they call it, the Flashpoint barrier in Legion of Superheroes saying that, uh, you know, there's a get out of Flashpoint, uh, of New 52 free card. The same thing with Lobo. Not only is it, uh, they're saying it's not what he's going to look like the whole time. He's He's slender. I think Rick's trying to look for the photo. Marguerite, Marguerite Bennett responds to new design backlash. Are you are you seeing it? Oh, there you go. God. Oh my god, oh, Rick! I, I wish we had. It's video Lobo on this. for the preteen. Yes, it's Twilight Lobo. Oh god, it's it's Edward, um, and it's horrible. the Lobo you've seen so far in the New Fifty Two is not who you think he is. This is in this one shot. You'll be introduced to the real Lobo, a ruthless killer. Killer Lobo is on a quest to kill a man who has taken his name. Right. So this is the pretty logo is the one who's taken Lobo's name? No, this is the pretty Lobo. No, the pretty Lobo is the one they're saying is the real Lobo. Oh, so the rewriting all of Lobo history. Yes. Even though just in Stormwatch number 20, Jim Starlin did a really good, I, I, I read it because they posted on Bleeding Cool, uh, a decent rewrite of Lobo's history that wasn't that uh, wasn't that huge of one. It would explain why he was the last Zarnian. It was violent. It was horrible. But he said, you know, that basically the whole planet had, they devised all these right. nanobots and things to make them all strong. Did you have, are you still buying Stormwatch? So you know this origin? Yeah. yeah. You know, and saying that basically what happened, why he's so overblown and so psychotic is because the planet was meant to increase the pot, you know, make all the populace strong, but instead it also turned them all homicidal. So he just hid out. So he became the last recipient of all the, all the nanites and everything. Yeah. Or as I'm now hooked upon Thrilling Adventure Hour, the, the no tech um and uh so it's um you gotta love an article that ends with tweets <laughs> it's like it's like and it's in case you didn't believe everything has gone before here are two tweets off the internet where uh bennett's saying the image circulating is a concept illustration our logo is much bigger meaner is and nastier. It, um, by the way is that one t or two two b-e-n-n-e-t-t okay so it is a minute all right and then uh, the second one is, uh, these are responses to people. He's nasty, vicious, and bloody, but he's always had a certain violent charm. Smiley face, winky. I wrote him for everyone, though. Marguerite Bennett Who is may that? not be the right person to write this. Who is she? You, yeah, I don't know. She looks... Um, she she looks like she's got a professional glamour shot as her. It's not a tweet, so I, I keep on clicking on it to go to her profile, and I can't. Um, but uh, he's uh, well. I mean, glamorous or not, that's not yeah, my point. I, I, you know, I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't know. Who I just she don't is. know who she is, so yeah. I don't know where her. You know, 
What's her cred? What was she writing before this? And the other thing I would say is, uh, even if she, I I don't think that a major redesign that like that comes through without um, the fingers. Of- oh, here is Lobo looks very much like the standard sci-fi character you'd see in from Top Cow. Yes, <laughs> that's that's definitely true. Yeah, so- I expect the hands to be able to turn into huge claws at any moment. It's hot. Yeah, it is. Again. Just what just what tween girls want. Yes. Um, because you know what claws mean? Big claws? No. Uh, lots of meat. Oh, I I see. I I went to Derek. I meant crabs. Wait, Derek. no, no crabs. I no. You know what I mean? I mean big claws on a crab is like. You know. Yeah, I, I knew where you were. Okay. What did you think you were? I don't know. Okay. The Brett Cave, where all rules are off. Um. So, uh, there's that. And let's see what else was. Lobo. We've, and uh, and it just mentioned that uh, Legion of Superheroes ended last week uh, and uh, to be replaced by Justice League 3000. And then apparently they ended the series by in- indicating that the Legion of Superheroes were from Earth 2 the whole time. Wow. So, so we've been reading the whole thing. So is there another, is there an Earth 1 Legion of Superheroes? Somewhere? I think that's going to be Justice League 3000. Okay. I so found out what Marguerite Bennett has written. What oh. she write? She co-wrote the Batman Annual Number Two with Scott Snyder. Okay, I don't think I read that. It's just the one that just came out—a zero-year tie-in. Oh, that was not very good. <sighs> I did read that. Okay, that is literally all I can find. Okay, I don't know what she, she might have been a novelist or something. You know, brought in. I don't know. I'm not going to besmirch again. Much like the Beneflet casting, we must put. Proof, you know, it could be that this new Lobo is great, or could be. I could be, could be. I'm not laying. He's got his own book, though, right? It's going to be a Lobo one shot, one shot, Uh, one. Yeah. I mean, historically, I don't. uh, Then where does he show up? Other than who knows? Well, I guess he was in Stormwatch, so there's that. You know, I mean, they've messed with the character many times. There was that teen, which I kind of liked, the teen Lobo. uh, You know, that was in uh, I think Young Justice for a while, um, or maybe been Teen Titans. They said by de aging him. Uh, he was, it was like a whole new clean slate and he liked the challenge of, of people thinking they could take on the teen version of him. Yeah. So he didn't want to re-age, uh, even though he was offered that chance to go back to the way he had been. So, you know, it was kid Lobo. I think there was a recent storyline where he wasn't killing. He was trying, he had, he'd, he had been converted to some religion or something or, and he wasn't, he wasn't killing anyone because it was against his oh, interesting. But I think by the end of the miniseries, he had yeah. Well, he okay, that. that's too bad because that sounds like an interesting idea. Yeah, you know, um, that's just me. I wonder if he's going to show up in this uh, Legion of Superheroes three thousand. I think we immortal, right? Yeah, he could. He could. All right. Um, so let's go through the uh, through the bags. I'm going to start though with because Nate was a little upset to say you know friend of the program Joe Keating. Uh, as Nate, would this be? The, do you think the first DC work for Joe? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So Joe Keating, uh, who had been uh, uh, marketing for Image years ago, moved to Portland, been writing uh, Morbius, the Living Vampire, and occasional uh, and books from Image, um, including what's the one? Hell yeah. Um, no, that's still going, by the way. That's still going. Uh, it's now on he a has, break. He has an eight-page. Um, a page story in Batman Incorporated special number one, dealing with uh, the night. Um, for what it's worth, my headphones have gone dead. Okay. Um, 
but I, I it's okay. I can hear every. Oh, there we go. Okay. Anyway, uh, so the knight, uh, Beryl, uh, who survived uh, the events of Batman Incorporated, and uh, so that's B E R Y L, not yes. B A R R E L. You didn't hear the way I pronounced it. I, I, didn't, I, I, I pronounced didn't hear it with the a Y. You got to listen for my I accent. I heard Beryl. You just yeah, you just got me over a barrel. B E R R E L um l e barrel um so anyway uh and and uh so uh there this is an anthology book checking with the batman of tokyo the uh the el El gaucho the knight but you know joe has this nice eight-page story it was really good um so again i like seeing that i would have bought the book anyway in fact that's why i bought it because i would have bought the book anyway and then discovered that joe keating had a story in there and was pleased to see that so Wanted to at least alert Nate because I know Nate has uh, been very supportive of Joe's career. And I missed it this week. It didn't get pulled from me, so I'm a little upset. Going shopping yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, another one to pay attention to ahead of time just for people to know is that um, Marvel is continuing to, to reprint the first appearances of the various members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And this week is Rocket Raccoon, Tales from Half World. Oh. So reprint of the original uh, Bill Mantlo, Mike Mignola miniseries in the 80s. Um, which I'm hoping, I don't know, and it's not to get people outraged, but I'm hoping that uh, proceeds from this, that some royalties will go to be paying for Bill Mantlow's uh, medical bills. Because, mm. you know, as you know, he suffered an accident which has left him brain damaged, and he is in a long-term care facility. And, uh, you know, his family is trying to hold it together. would be a decent thing to do. It would be a decent thing to do because I think that he uh, essentially created accidentally you know it took a while for rocket raccoon to take off but rocket raccoon is about to become a major ip you know if not already and you could see it as something that's just kind of a toss-off character that's going to be the same that'd be kind of cute yeah we'll make a raccoon who is vicious and who carries guns that are as big as he is yeah yeah you know although i don't think you carried guns in the first miniseries so we'll see because uh, i i remember reading it the first time around a couple of times and i had them and i got and i got rid of them so i bought it because i i think my memory is that it's kind of family friendly and safe, though a little weird. And um, it's uh, you know I just want to um, you know have my son read it and ha- and have the family because you know in a year everybody's going to be talking about Rocket Raccoon. Hey Nate, we were trying to figure out we were trying to remember what the first appearance of Rocket Raccoon was. It's not in that miniseries, right? Wasn't he in Hulk first? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, okay. We were counting on you as the Hulk. Why don't you look it up on the computer since you got one? I'm looking it up right as we speak. (laughs) This just in. I've got my iPad in front, but I hate hate typing on this thing. Okay. Uh, So there we go. How about the rest of our stacks this week? Do you want to alternate? Incredible Hulk number 271. There we go. Okay. Okay. Actually, his first real appearance is in Marvel Preview number seven. Who was the star of that? Is that his, his title then? Marvel Let's preview. find out. Or was it Rocket Raccoon, or was he in there with somebody like Howard the Duck or something? The Marvel preview number seven happened around when Hulk had the TV show. He was all over the place in other titles. Well, Marvel. Preview. Oh yeah, I have this book. The cover is the Hulk holding up what looks like a piece of outer space, and Rocket Raccoon is jumping out of it. Ah, oh, ah, yes. Fun physics. What Hulk has to share his twentieth anniversary issue with puny talking animal? You got that's it, Jay the- Jaws. Move over and make way for Rocket Raccoon. Okay. But that's the Hulk issue, right? Yeah, Incredible Hulk 271. But what was the Marvel preview issue? 
did he was he the title character in that or was he in there with somebody else was it like a swamp thing or a man thing issue or that was howard the duck yeah i think marvel preview number seven is satana ah maybe it was a backup in that with a rocket raccoon backup could be Although I think you know that that half world concept was something they were playing around with a lot that didn't take off as well, hmm. because obviously it's not part of the Guardians of the Galaxy mythos now, but part of his origin. So yeah, you know we'll see. Um, so what what was hot in your stack this week, Nate? At Earth Two, hot in my stack were actually two week old books, Savage Dragon number one ninety. Other than that, uh, Lazarus number three. I got that as well. Uh, and I'm hoping I bought Lazarus number two. <laughs> I'll get there because <laughs> I really enjoyed Lazarus number one. Let's see, part six of six, Trinity War. I have that Justice too. League number twenty-three, Aquaman number twenty-three. I bought that. Secret number three finally came out. Yeah, that was mentioned. I don't even remember that. I mean, I, I know it was. Uh, yeah, I think it's been six or eight months since the last yeah. issue. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, because that started at the same time as Manhattan Projects, and Manhattan Projects is on 14, and they've had to their that. second trade. Okay, and I just realized I missed the new Avengers because they didn't pull it for me, and uh, Rick has that. But because oh, yeah. The new know, Avengers got, Infinity you know, tie I think that they're making a big mistake because all these covers look the same. They There's, do, and that's why I don't know. The yeah, that's blue. why I didn't know I And the Avengers, the Avengers logo thing with with the Avengers and then the new Avengers, it's the Circle no, A it's, thing. It's been, I, I can't tell what I have and don't have. Yeah. So agreed. Have you read? Did you read the one before this? I don't know, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> After the podcast, also the tonight, conclusion well, no, of uh, well, I mean the previous Infinity issue. There was uh, no, I know I haven't. Okay, no, I know I haven't. So regular so Infinity or Infinity tie-in? The no, not the Infinity tie-ins. The regular Infinity. All the Infinity tie-ins weren't bad. Um, Infinity number one. Yeah. Well, there was Infinity number one, and then there was Avengers. Uh, they have a they have a nice little diagram in the back of each issue. I'm imagining, yeah. So Infinity number one, and then you had a um, Avengers eighteen and New Avengers nine, mm-hmm. and then and then you had a couple of tie-ins as well. Um, the Avengers Assemble one was okay. It wasn't bad. I'm not buying Captain Marvel. I'm not buying Thunderbolt. So I didn't see either one of those. Um, but the I like where this is going as a big event. And what it's reminding me of is you, you, you've got all these. I, I can't. I can't. I don't want to do this spoiler free, but I, I like the way it's going. I like the way they're they're assembling the I Marvel try universe. So hard to catch up this week. I yeah, I, I really do because we we should talk about this early to kind of convince well, like people. Well, you jump know, on I realized with with just the way the crossovers went that like I wa- I read the first issue of the Trinity War. And that's the and and I bought everything else, but I, I haven't gotten to them yet. So yeah, yep. you know, yep. I know I'm just behind. This is life. And well, I haven't even caught up with uh, the Aquaman crossover yet with Justice League. You mean the one from several months ago? Yes. Oh wow, <laughs> um, that wasn't bad. Uh, you might have enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy it whenever I get to it. So you you got this uh, the thing getting back to infinity and stuff hickman's been doing this this thing with the cast at the beginning yeah and prior to that in the avengers book you had that kind of spirally design where every time a new avenger was introduced 
they'd fill in another circle until they finally got them all yeah. pretty much filled in. And they went from being, we got to go big. They went to Avengers world and now they've gone to Avengers universe, which is kind of a cool concept and as close to a spoiler as I'm going to get into, um, with this book. But I think, uh, I think I'm sure the last though I had read about it was they were still, they were still in the midst of staving off the new universe. So, uh, right. The so I'm probably ex Nilo and uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, ex Nilo was still involved. So right. yeah. And, and I just feel a little lost and, and because the books all look alike and the, and the, the logos all look alike. And, and if you don't have it specifically on, and that's my problem is when I go to, uh, blame myself i'm not blaming elusive it's like i don't want to put i want to, i don't want to have them pull a book if i think it's going to suck and then i forget to ask them to add it to the list uh-huh you know if i'm getting it regularly if i've gone ah, i'll give it you know because i yeah. guess like like our experience with sci-fi shows i give them three issues and you know and and then i'm out i'm giving this one a strong a strong uh recommendation okay. after this the start okay um, and you know they've got that thing in the back so all you do is pick one of those issues Leave it open on your desk all the time, and as you finish an issue, just cross it out on that page, and you'll. you'll Does that it. really seem reasonable to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you keep track of where you are. Nate, what else? <laughs> uh, let's see. Did we talk about Thor, Super Dinosaur? Did you get caught up on Thief of Thieves? Oh, Thanos Rising. No, I'm way behind on that, too. Oh, too bad. Batman Superman, number three. Yeah, yeah. pick that up. I, I like I the did. art. Did anybody read uh, Superman the on the Chain from Turn last of week? Char guy yet. What, I'm sorry, what, what Did you read it? Superman on Chain from last week? Uh, yes. Not three. I read two. I haven't read three yet. Three actually is bringing it into a book that I might actually continue with. Well, again, I wasn't feeling like Superman Unchained was bad. It was just <coughs> contradicting what they had made a big deal about concerning the way the New 52 worked. Yeah. I mean, and for me for it to for me to want to continue reading a book that isn't following into the patterns of the rest of it, it's got to yeah. be really good. And I didn't feel it was really, really okay. good. Well, it was Superman. It was He was not out of character or anything, but I just didn't think... I wasn't all that excited about the supporting cast. I wasn't excited about uh, you know, the big reveals or anything. But now that we've got the MacGuffin of this yeah. exposed, it's getting more interesting. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, I, I like the writer. I, you know, I think I, Jim Lee's art is fine. Yeah. You know, it's it's. Oh, all Jim right. Lee's artist is uh, he's top of the game. His game right now. As much as I don't like what he's done to all the costumes in the universe. Really, like this one on Superman on the cover? Yeah, that's, of the a, that's a pretty horror. That's not Jim Lee, though, is it? No, no, yeah. but it's a pretty painting. But it's Sim- yeah. Jim Lee's. Con- he looks like a robot. He looks like a Japanese manga robot. Which so book are we talking about? Superman, Superman number twenty-three. Oh, uh, which I think is. I a, stopped picking that up. Yeah, well, it is interesting because Scott Lobdell was uh, solicited as the writer, and now it's a guy named Mike Johnson. But hmm. uh Jesus, or oh, I'm sorry, Jesus Marino doing the art who well, I like more. I like Marino. So I, you know, but I, I will admit I can't defend uh, buying this book. It's more like I buy Superman because I like Superman. Yeah. Not because I'm liking what actually is happening in the book. Superman. I actually like the onward going storyline with Hector Hammond. Cause I think that's like the ultimate anti Superman character. 
Yeah. Like, too, bad, too bad fragile. he was already uh, destroyed in the, uh, yeah. in the films. Um, <laughs> yeah. So but we'll talk about that later. So you got Lazarus, which I really like Lazarus. I picked up the end of Kill Shakespeare, The Tide of Blood, mm-hmm. um, which is a sequel to the, obviously, the first 12 issues in the series of Kill Shakespeare. I found this pretty good. Um, getting deeper and deeper into the uh, supernatural plays of Shakespeare. I picked up Trinity War. Green Team. Can't remember if I bought number three. But I got number four. I dropped it. So I think this is going to be the last one I do. I like Baltzar and Franco, but this just did not have the things that, uh, you know, but who are we to say? Because clearly the things I loved about the original Green Team did not help the original Green Team get past their first issue. Sure. So sure. It's, I just didn't like the story. Yeah. So I understand. I'm uh, still reading The Flash because apparently, the, you know, who's the reverse Flash? I don't know. FF, enjoying that with uh, Matt Fraction yeah. and the All Reds. Um, got the second issue of the Extinction Parade, Max Brooks's book about. Uh, I have not been picking zombies. Well, it's only the second issue: zombies versus vampires. It's from Avatar. Avatar isn't as easily found in some stores. Does Avatar do trades? Because that might be something. I think so. Since it's Max Brooks, it might be better to get as a trade, and I put it on the shelf next to his regular books. Perhaps. Um, picked up Prisoners of Time featuring the Eighth Doctor. Nate goes to sleep for a moment. Oh, you know the um, thing about Paul McGann, the, the, the Doctor Who specials BBC America has been doing yeah. lately. The next one is Paul McGann, and they're going to show the Fox movie. They'll show the, the whole Fox movie oh, as, nice. as part of that uh, special. Those specials have been three, four hours anyway. Uh, as they show the older Doctor Who episodes, which were right, I've only three or four I, I, half hour I, segments. When they announced um, Peter Capaldi, they just did the half hour documentary things, right? And so I've got those all banked, and I'm I'm in the middle of the fourth right now. Yeah, so he's going to be it's it's one of those one of the extended ones, and they will show the uh, okay, uh, which I don't think I think that was broadcast once. I don't mm-hmm. think it's been broadcast again. It has been available on VHS. I think it's available on DVD. Uh, okay. Or they're about to, which okay. maybe uh, would surprise it. me. If, but let's wake let's wake Nate up, Nate up and talk about comics. Still, there you go. Deadpool. Uh-huh. Deadpool. Uh, I'm glad Brian put stands on it. Uh, I'm loving Deadpool. I never liked Deadpool before. Batman, Superman, um, Avengers Arena, which I know Rick had given up on, but I no, I really, haven't. I've read it all the way. I'm up. I'm current on that. I really dig this book, and it's going exactly where I thought it was going to go. Okay. I know I'm one issue or two issues behind. Almost caught up, and I'm, but I'm still really enjoying it. Aquaman. The last what issue are they on on Avengers Arena? Uh, 15, 14. 14. I'm 14 issues behind. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Angel and Faith, which is apparently the last that issue of that series. That is the 25th issue, last issue. And you uh, you didn't get uh, Journey into Mystery, which is also the no, last, I was last doing issue. No, I was doing that by trades, and I'm waiting to figure out how to get to the end of the the thing with reading Young Avengers is I now know what happened with Loki at the end of Young Aven- at the end of Journey into Mystery, but the trade for Jer- for Loki's portion is odd. Like the the last one is actually rolled into a Thor because it crossed over, and so it's under the Thor title, and I have to figure out which one it is when I have money, uh, you know, the, like the right amount to pick it up, uh, so I can finish Loki's story. And then I guess Journey into Mystery was Sif, right? For the last few right. issues, yeah. Yeah. Sif and Beta Ray Bill. Oh, okay, so I might continue. And All right. It, it's got a really weird... I've actually peeked into the last couple of uh, ish, pages of that book. Um, it's got it's kind of an interesting ending. Oh, but I won't... I'll, I'll, I'll let you... Yeah. You're reading Vampirella. That's intriguing. Yeah, I've been reading Vampirella for years. Um, 
but that this is my pile of not to discuss. I the oh, I'm sorry. So uh, Wolverine Max. This is which, my pile of. We will cut this out if well, you no, talk I, about it. I have pulled everything no, you guys he, have mentioned. He and reads a couple of things. He reads Vampirella for the articles. I do. Um, Wolverine the X Men Hellfire Sagma is finally at five of five, which uh, means I can read one through five of five. Okay, because this is a book that the I like the way this is written. But I don't like the way they break up their their fairly condensed storyline. So I and the Hellfire Saga, it okay, it, it's going to go back to students and students, which is the original yeah. student Hellfire, Uncanny Avengers. Was uh, that this week? Yep, that was I this am, week. I missed Uncanny Avengers. Ah, uh, yes, Uncanny. Yep. Are either of you reading uh, the Avengers AI book? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Yep, me too. I haven't read issue two yet, but I enjoyed issue one. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. I love Doombot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing original about the characters to me. Doombot is uh, we've had that kind of comic relief. It's like before. having Doombot, and it's like having Doctor Doom on your on your team, but you can explode every now. And then. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Ultimate Comic Spider Man. Ah, uh, uh, yes. This uh, this is this continues to be an impressive book, and I can see why they want to keep it when they they meld the uh, two together um you're reading it nate yeah but i'm way behind on that one too okay i won uh, are you still reading thor god of thunder yes okay so did you but i'm way behind on that one too so you didn't finish the god bomb i'm gonna go to trades on that because okay. i really enjoyed the, i picked up the first three beautiful issues, beautiful art dug it, and then somehow i missed the next two issues and so it's yeah like, i i think it's a good one to go to trade on and i think that uh I'm. I almost wished it was a miniseries. Now they're going to continue it, and it. It really the way it ended because it's no spoiler at this point that there were three Thors: a youthful Thor, right, an avenging Thor, and a King Thor. And when they closed that, it would have been the, a great closing for an for a book. Mm-hmm. When the way they resolved that, but it's uh, here we are with. Uh, Issue twelve, God of Thunder, and no idea where this is going to go. But I hope it's. A, I hope they just continue as as good as it's been. Okay. It looks like the same artist, at least on the same cover. Derek, do you have a pull list? I do have a pull list. Okay. But what I was saying is that uh, sometimes I start a book and then I forget to tell them. Yeah. That I want to uh, continue, and then I then I forget, you know, because from week to week, especially you know, especially during the school year, it sometimes gets hard for me to remember and like don't even make it until like Thursday. Well, you or must Friday. rush down there, sure, after school and or you go down there on your lunch break, right? Uh, it's been known to happen. Yeah, so it's it's hard to go and find all the. Books it's most of the time is you know like when we record on Wednesday nights, um, or when I had last year at the UCLA screenwriting course was Wednesday night, but Elusive was open till ten, so I can finish my class at nine, yeah. and then go down go now down. so um that's, yeah that's good yeah thanos rising this week issue five that's right looking it's forward to that right uh is this the conclusion i think this is the conclusion it doesn't say it on the cover but uh i'll, I'll go with you on that it, it was certainly getting to the point where they could conclude this and go right into uh the uh the whole thing with um infinity uh, Avengers, uh, Secret Avengers, which is teetering on the brink of getting canceled for me because it's just—I mean, uh, dropping, not for me. For you. Secret I'm Avengers was this week or last week? This week, issue eight. Um, looks like Bobby Morse or the Thunderbird, uh, the uh, the uh, Thunderbolts equivalent on one half with an uh, an AIM agent on the other half, kind of split the face. Mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. 
Uh, we talked about that. What's on the cover of Secret Avengers? That was what I was just saying. It's a close-up of a blonde woman with very fashionable glasses. So it's either the Thunderbolts woman or it's Bobby Morse. And on the right-hand side of it is uh, the same, looks like the same face inside of a an AIM helmet. Huh. How yeah. did I miss that? I don't know. And it's actually, of the Avengers, this one's probably the most recognizable Lego le- logo because it's got secret, secret across it, it stamped in red. Secret. Um, Journey to Mystery, we talked about. Superman, Batman. American, Captain America, issue 10, which I think is going to wrap the uh, Escape from Dimension Z storyline. If not, it's really close. If they're going to go 12 issues on this, I have to say that it's not slowed down. It's not been a dragged out story. It's been a wonderful story. Yeah. Um, for a time travel, dimensioning, dimension jumping, twisty uh, plot. Uh, That's a good story for Rick, a time Rick Remender has been writing great, and John Romita Jr. has just been blah, amazing. And then uh, we, and then All Star Western, All Star and Western, which uh, we talked about at dinner. Um, I think you, Derek, and I are the only ones to read this one. No, I don't even read it. You don't read it. So I, th- I believe it was issue nineteen or eighteen. Um, Blue Beetle, uh, not uh, not Blue uh, Beetle. Booster Gold. Uh, Booster Gold showed up uh, back in the Old West, and they had a couple of small adventures. And then something crazy happens, and Jonah is now in present day Gotham, and that's been pretty fun because apparently Amadeus Arkham um, did write about Jonah in his in his journals that were published in his book. Yeah, I, and I just to be fair, I don't want people to think I'm dismissive of all sorts. It was one that I kept keep planning again to pick up the trades, and I have a feeling I'm gonna like you know, like Christmas time, pick up. There's probably like four trades by now. Yeah, uh, and um, just sit down and and power through them in one glorious sitting. Yeah, so, I, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's that beautiful is, art. That is one of the better drawn hex faces with yeah. the musculature showing through the wound and stuff. I mean, he's been. There have been a couple of times where he's been drawn by artists that made him look, you know, just kind of semi-scarred. Um, but this is really you kind of wonder how he drinks uh, through that mouth. Um, but I love uh, it's it's Justin Gray, right, doing the uh, doing the art. I I don't know. Let me see the cover. Um, that's Moritat. Oh, Moritat's doing the art. Oh, okay. Palmiotti and Gray write together. Ah, I see. So okay. You know, although you're yeah, this, right, this has they a, are both artists in their own right too. This has but, a this does have a very European flair to uh-huh, it. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's Moritat who has drawn a lot of um, elephant Heavy man. metal, oh. elephant man. Oh, he has. You're right. You're right. Uh, he's not. He's not inked that way in this. No, elephant different. man is much more. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's which weird. is another one I got to open up all my tra- all my are. hardbacks. What are you gonna do for Christmas? Um, lock myself away for a couple of days and just read, 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 read. There like, you go. Or just Meredith. Uh, maybe there'll be an earthquake, cause my glasses to break, and damn. Um, those are plastic, though, right? That's true. And actually, I read better without them. Yeah. Just pull things up fine. So, uh, let's go to movies, shall we? Nate. Yes. Yes. After we signed off, of course, on uh, Wednesday, then Thursday was the. Was the earth-shattering news that uh, <clears throat> I don't care, uh, you know I can't even, I can't even bring up the but it was like it was so big and everybody worlds were collide worlds were collide that Ben Affleck is signed to a three at least a three-picture deal, 
Uh, as the more details came out, that seems to be the, the consensus, a three-picture deal to play Batman in uh, Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman or Superman slash Batman or we don't know what don't the hell we're slash. doing. I know. I'm sorry. And yet, for some people, their interest level just went up. Lon Lopez, that was for you. So, um, did you have an opinion? How were things down in Valencia? <laughs> Burning things cars? Things here were fine. I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. Well, I mean, you know, you're living in the shadow of the Batman roller coaster, so I just wanted to make sure that everybody was okay with that casting there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they changed the graphics on the coaster? <laughs> no, but a lot of people just, like, jumped off the top. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I thought... I, Again, it was like, I mean, seriously, it, like I've been in a meeting and uh, we had uh, a parent night and I got back to my desk and on Facebook, someone says, you've been awfully quiet about, you know, about the news. I'm like, what news? And then I look and I see and I go, oh, good choice. And then everybody's like, no, <laughs> just like, what? He's good. And because part of that three picture deal is uh, the implication is, and nobody's confirmed this, is that it puts him back on track to direct Justice League. And a director uh, who has proven himself, with, with, like Affleck has, the three really good movies, as opposed to, you know, not necessarily good, I don't want to say good-looking movies. They're well-paced, they're tense, they know how to give the audience what they want and then not what they expect they want, you know. I think Justice League in the hands of Ben Affleck could be an interesting movie. You know, so I... Well, I should we should point out that Derek was on uh, Joke of the Week, Jokes of the Week, Sam Bowers, and I will have I will have it embedded in the Fanboy Planet uh, page as well. Uh, I just didn't have time to boot up my computer today at all. You and know? you did you did do a lot of uh, material on this. Event. I did, I did. The one thing that you said though was that when Michael Keaton was chosen, it was before we had the internet conversation, mm-hmm. and I actually. I remember being on the internet on internet. Rick had the internet. I had the internet back then, and but it was not. You were telnetting, admitting. No, it wasn't telnet. It was network news, net news, and there were. I mean, all the different alt dot net dot movie. All and, right, what was your dial up speed? Tell me what your baud rate was. My baud rate was probably about eighteen hundred. <sighs> yeah, it was pretty fast. Um, uh, <laughs> so um, that's KBS, KBPS. Yes. So, that's but like, it was all. That's like that's like it was all just text. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's like looking at, at you know HBO when it was home box office, and uh, or, or you know watching porn through the, all the wavy lines and hoping for a clear. When picture. it was scrambled, when you yes. didn't have it. Yes. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Um, but, I don't either. But the, my parents didn't have cable. But there was, from the standpoint of percentage of of movie commentary at that point. It's very similar to what what was going on at the same time. Well, People were talking about Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton had Pacific Heights behind him at that point. No, in, it hadn't come out. It, no, trust me, we went through this. You and I have had this argument before, and I know it hadn't. It had not come out. He Pacific Heights. We, in fact, we even looked this up. Was Pacific it in the Heights can? came? No, it came out in 1990. Um, what his proof of serious acting was was clean and sober, and it hadn't been You're released. Right. I know right. I am. Okay, I'm They're surrendering. One, no, it's just because we've had this fight before, and it ended with you crying in the corner. I'm not. No, that's the way I remember it, but that's, yes, that's probably uh, not how it no. ended. But it did end this way where I knew it was. Clean and Sober hadn't come out yet. Right. And I, and in fact, I, I this is one of my weird little things. I had known before because I was managing a Sam Goody in um, 
Brentwood. Burbank. Oh. No, Brentwood. It's not there anymore. Now it's like a it's a it's a workout. Uh, there supply are no store. Sam Goodies anywhere. anywhere no, Derek. there aren't. I know, but but uh, I, it still hurt me when it was gone. Um, but the point is even better made with with clean and sober though, because he had he had a a role where he had to play a range of emotions. Sure, had to but be, the point and, is it hadn't been released when it, by the time it was announced. And right. and I there was a guy working in the store. He was a film major at UCLA. He'd gone to a UCLA screening of Beetlejuice, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came home. Uh, he came home. <laughs> he came to the store. Like, I mean, really, he didn't even go home. He came to the store to tell me how upset I was going to be because the because John Peters had spoken after the screening and said we're doing batman and michael keaton is and he went you're not going to be happy so i'd actually heard it like a month before okay it got out before. into the main you know and i was like that was really bad and then clean and sober came out like in august it was a late summer movie to kind of like go let's throw this back in the when you could have serious movies during the summer Indeed. And, and they snuck it out there and then we were then you had a chance to say yeah he could be everyone else was busy shopping for school yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, he could be. And then he was, you know, and then you're right. Pacific Heights came out after Batman. And then the sad thing is that, you know, the crucial miscalculation and people talk about this. You can read about this all the time uh, on the net. Michael Keaton mistook his popularity as Batman, meaning he should be a leading, a traditional leading man. And it's like Kevin Spacey when we had the long period in the wilderness when Kevin Spacey was wanted to be the living embodiment of the wounded American male. And, you know, Michael Keaton was one good cop and uh, and he stopped doing comedies and he was he was he was scary in Pacific Heights. That was a yeah. great movie. Um, but, you know, there's one good cop and there was a couple other dramas and then people stopped going because what well, we wanted to see was Batman. And I mean, I do think he was right to drop out when Joel Schumacher took out took over the franchise. But smart, uh, move. smart, move. smart move. But still, you know, it's uh well, there are all kinds of jokes about he's going to need a um, a chin appliance to make and makeup, and then, there were a lot of people who were dissing him. And I, don't, I haven't heard anyone say that he that Affleck can't do the physical role. And in fact, I haven't heard anyone really say that Affleck hasn't got the acting chops to do it. No, no, they are saying that because what they're what everybody's comparing is just saying like they go back to the nineties. Yeah, and 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 so here's my voice of sanity, if I can. There's not a single one of us on this podcast that, if we were offered millions of dollars to be in a film, and we'd been trying to work as an actor, and suddenly success got handed to us, mm-hmm. um, that wouldn't take it. Sure, you know your job as an actor, by the way, people is to work mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to get paid for it. And um, and hopefully grow. Well, you know, and we have this, I mean, it, it's hitting close to home, not the Batman thing, but, you know, yesterday, for those who are aware, we, we podcast out of the Bay Area, or two out of the three of us now, um, and yesterday's Shakespeare Santa Cruz was shut down. Uh, over 30 years running uh, Shakespeare Festival, and one of the implications was that the UC Santa Cruz wanted to, that one of the reasons why it was so expensive to run it was because they were using equity actors. Mm. Well, see, that's what happens when you have professional theater and you have professional, uh, you know, you should have the union and have the equity. Otherwise, you know, people don't get that. And so the same thing is because movies are so to us disposable and throwaway, you know, you forget, look, it's their job. They, 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 you know, they're killing, you know, I do think compared to say like construction work, acting is often um, certainly physically less taxing. 
But the hours are long, and there is a lot of downtime that's boring. And I go, I know people are probably going, oh, boo hoo, poo poo. They've got to read a book while they wait. They, for they've got to while they sit in their honey wagons. Um, but you know, uh, but it still it still is like he got success. Who wouldn't have at like you know whatever old they were when they got the Oscar when he and Matt Damon got the Oscar for for yeah. writing Goodwill Hunting? They were young actors. Yeah. And so a lot of things got offered their way, and they took them because you don't know how long that's going to last. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, I what I see and I think happens is if you see somebody in a string of bad movies, you we start projecting that onto the actor instead of, no, he took bad paychecks. I'm not going to say, including Paycheck was one of the movies, which I actually kind of liked. But One of the funniest things of all time happened during Paycheck. I just want to say that. Okay, what was that? In the theater or in the in the film? In the theater. Okay. Are There's you going to tell the us? big climactic action sequence. Yes. And we were watching it at the uh, Century 20 whatever it was at, the big dome. Okay. Long may it and wave. right, right after the action sequence ends, it's quiet for a moment. And I used that opportunity to pass gas. <laughs> and we were sitting in the perfect spot in the theater, and it rumbled throughout oh the my God. place. Wow. So if anybody thought they saw Paycheck and Sense around, that was that was Nate around. Um, so, oh, wow. Thanks for that. Uh, you are welcome. So anyway, you know, I mean. Moments they, in cinema. And then, you know, what happened to, <laughs> to uh, Ben Affleck was uh, he was in I've Never Seen Gigi I forgive him because I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody went crazy about the celebrity gossip of being part of uh, a, with, with what do they call it? Uh, Benefer. Benefer. Just ridiculous, you know. And 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 I've seen him interviewed since. It's like, well, hey, what was up with that whole Benefer thing? He goes, I don't know. It's not like I was going around telling people, hi, I'm part of Benefer, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he you, made up Benefer and uh, what are – Well, you know, and he – well, he's, now he's still got Benefer because he's married to uh, Electra. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer yeah. Garner. But, you know, he says, it's like, I wasn't actually inviting people to helicopter down while I was in my pajamas going out to get the paper. Uh, you know, so, yeah. I mean. It, well, did he also make up Brangelina? Uh, I don't think he I did. I think he's no. the source of all those <laughs> All those horrible things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a hobby. He's good at it. Well, you know, I, I do blame him for Tiffinate. We're trying to work on that one, but uh, Tiffany is a good one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, I mean, no. I mean, Ben Affleck. Thank Ben Affleck. Uh, so anyway, uh, so yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people taking shots at it and going and Daredevil. I'm like, no, 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 because I've seen that guy, the the that filmmaker's other works, and it's like you could have had the greatest actor on the face in history play Daredevil, and because it was Mark Stephen Johnson. Uh, that movie would have sucked. You know, I, I I think that movie actually brought out a couple of things about the Daredevil character that have since reincorporated into the Daredevil mythos, like the fact that he really had to learn how to control himself, the the overload from sensory stuff. The, and Hadn't I, really been played up in the books. I, and then I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I just dismissed it because I thought, okay, Mark Stephen Johnson wasn't that great. But there were some good things in that film. Yeah. But regardless... Even then, I thought. Has anyone seen the uh, the director's cut? Or the I have not seen the director's standard? cut. I've heard that, that it's, it's better. I think I have better. only seen the director's cut. Okay, then you don't know the pain we've suffered. Yeah, sitting in. But you know, that's still the same guy that did Ghost Rider. 
and so let's not explains yeah. everything. And Simon Birch, that's the one that really hurt me because okay. he took my he took my one of my favorite novels of all time and just totally eviscerated it. But his heart was in the right place. That's yes. one of those things. I'm and sure so, Ben Affleck's heart's in the right place. Well, Ben Affleck's a fan. That's why he took yeah. Daredevil in the first place because he got offered it. It's not you know it's the rare actor who's going to say, um, you know. Give it to somebody else. He's going to be a damn suave Bruce Wayne. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't need a Bruce Wayne who... And that's where the acting is. And I don't need a Bruce Wayne that turns into this when he becomes Batman. Right. And the reason... I was talking to some people at the Shady Shakespeare company. We were saying, like, really, can you name... Except maybe Donald Trump because he's on TV all the time. Can you... Could you recognize any particular famous billionaire's voice? I think the Virgin America guy, um, maybe Bill Richard Gates. Branson. Richard, Richard, yeah. Could you recognize Bill Gates? I could. Voice? I could. Well, that's because you've had him over well, for Rick, dinner. Yeah, I was going to say Rick's met him. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, not fair, but yeah. uh, one uh, and two, not fair. So, yeah, I I think it's ridiculous. The but then and so everybody's trying to make up for it with the casting of. Well, potentially, but not confirmed is Brian at this point, probably tomorrow. You know, this just in. <laughs> it was in the Mercury today. But, the, uh, you know, Brian Cranston is uh, rumored, rumored, to, rumored to, be, to have the role of Lex Luthor. It has not been officially announced by Warner Brothers, but so many websites are running with it. We took it as fact. You know, I think I, I would not. And have Jimmy seen... Stewart shot Liberty Valance. Brian Cranston has has gotten so much of a testosterone jump by um by breaking bad before that before that role he I know, was, he was like everybody's dad you know well, he was kind he of was a goofy dad, character dad, in he was dad on, on malcolm in the middle right he was on seinfeld right. he was jerry's dentist but uh, but now that he's oh, had yeah, that that infusion dentist. he is such he can be such a dangerous and and in a way we've never we haven't had well, let me a say, Luther. you know i want to say is I am behind on Breaking Bad, but I watched the commercial, <laughs> the commercial where he reads Ozymandias, uh-huh. and that is like, I would play that for students now. I would say, you want to hear a great dramatic reading of a poem, and I've seen him in films where I've felt like, yeah, he's, you know, he's done dramatic, I mean, he was good in John Carter, uh, you yeah. know, and he's been in these little minor things, but yeah, you're right, it's Alex Luther who's older, who's closer to what maybe... Um, John Byrne did with Man of Steel, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, one who is, and again, I want to remind why I think Ben Affleck is interesting as Bruce Wayne, and I think a Batman versus Superman movie, or Superman versus Batman, needs to focus more on Bruce Wayne, not because you, you want to have an actor without the mask on, but because, really, Superman's almost almost uh, tangential to the to the both somewhat morally right at this point argument between two millionaire industri- billionaire industrialists right lex luther and bruce wayne how do you handle the aftermath of metropolis how do you handle uh this super being when and then one of these industrialists turns out to actually be batman well and and when bruce no doubt is in metropolis and he's out of his element he's not yeah. in gotham and it's kind of like well what are you touring we're, we're trying to reconstruct our wor- our world right. here Right. You know, we're not really interested in... And it's a Batman who's been Batman longer than Superman has been public. Yeah. And I said, and I I put in the article that I wrote last week, that it fits the new 52 designation, or at least Dan Dio said, but he may have dropped it, 
was that Batman was probably operating in secret and people had hints for several years, and that allows for the several Robins. That Batman's had, you know, Dick Grayson was probably Robin for some time before yeah. Superman yeah. appeared. Yeah. Um, and it is the only way that makes sense. So if he was operating in shadows as this bat and only the underworld really knew about him, yeah, that makes sense to me too. Do you think they'll bring up the whole Robin thing in the Superman bat? No, one, I think it's really dumb. I, I, I think that it's unlikely. I think end. because one thing is, honestly, on film and the way they take it as realism, it, it just wouldn't play that a 10 or 12 year old boy would be the sidekick yeah, you get the controversy or then you have to kick ass or, or something. then you have to do what chris what happened with you know batman forever you get chris o'donnell and robin's already like 20 well he shouldn't be robin he should be nightwing right you know and i think you just ignore it yeah because the robin concept works it works but in not the in batman all stories book. it doesn't work in the batman superman and it doesn't work in jla no, not the, well, certainly not the way they've been. The, not the way those are approached right now. Right. Concepts. So, yeah, I, I gotta go there. Um, there was also briefly rumor that Bradley Cooper was in talks to play Rocket Raccoon. Um, I'm not super jazzed about that because one thing I feel it, it's almost like it's too much. Like then Rocket Raccoon is like his character in The Hangover, and I really hate his character in The Hangover. Yeah. Um, and it makes his relationship with Groot seem more like that between him and Zach Galifianakis. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be bad. Yeah, because I don't because Groot is not brain damaged. Groot is just limited in what he can right. express to other right, people. Right, right, right. You know, so that's different. But and, it'd, be, it'd just be his voice. But I, you can do a lot with the voice. Yeah, but yeah. then I'd say you know I'd rather get somebody who's got a recognizable fun. I mean, it's like. It's like in the Avengers or in Iron Man and making Jarvis Paul Bettany. Yeah. You do know who Paul Bettany is. He's got a distinct, although apparently he's never seen any of the films. And if he becomes if he becomes Ultron, we've built up a, re- a, a recognizable character voice. Yes. Not because of people going, oh, I gotta, I've got to watch this because of Paul Bettany being right. in it. Though some of us, because he's a good actor. You know, it's just nice that he's there. Yeah. So I, w- I, w- I would rather Rocket Raccoon be something like that. You know, and we'll see. I stand by Danny DeVito. I think he's. I, you know, you said that. You said that. I thought that was a real. And the more I think about it, it's like that would be fun. It's different. I wouldn't have gone that. I wouldn't have thought that. But why not? It's just like uh, what was, you know, Lon asking for a Daredevil remake. Who do you say Foggy Nelson should be? Uh, you remember Nate? Oh. Like he had a really good choice that I was like, I did. I do not. Oh, Jonah Hill. Right. Jonah Hill is Foggy Nelson. Like that's, that's perfect one. casting. That that would be great, you know. So it's like, hello, these low hanging fruit are are out there. So do it. And Michael Sarah as Daredevil. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, and then just just came out because you know everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with like the weird news on Star Wars. Episode seven will be shot on film. Yes, thirty. He said thirty five millimeter. Wasn't it originally shot shot on like seventy. I don't think it was shot on seventy. I don't think he had the budget. I don't think he was given the budget originally. At for least 70. by the third film, they were doing seventy. Oh million. no, I'm sure they were by the third. But I think the first. You have to remember. But I heard this director talking about thirty-five millimeter film. I'm going, really? Yeah, I don't know what J.J. was up to, and he's also talking about trying to do a Christmas release, and everybody's like up in arms about it's supposed to be in May. Um, guys, just because it always has been doesn't mean it has to be. Go back to your basement. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> and uh but but allegedly uh it's supposed two, to be may the fifth two actors who have no may 23rd um fourth 
May the 4th. May the 4th. No, yeah. but the original came out on actually May 21st, 1977. So Right, but um, they, they have the ability to make it come out on May the 4th, and they should. Oh, Lord. Uh, so, I'm sorry, my taped glasses are stronger than yours because mine actually have prescription lenses. Any windows in your room, Nate? Yes. Okay. Okay, good. You've seen the sun. Uh, but there has been a couple of casting rumors or people that have read for roles. Uh, Rachel Hurd Wood, who was the girl in the live-action Peter Pan remake a few years ago. Okay. And has done some costume dramas, is allegedly read to play the daughter of Leia. But not necessarily the daughter of Han Solo. Oh, that's a change. That's interesting. And but not what? Not necessarily the daughter of Han Solo. That has not been confirmed. Oh, no. You know, Jaina and JC. I don't think they're going to use. I, I don't think oh, they're going to go with bad. it. You know, and yeah. So I don't know. Um, and then Alex Pettifer, who was in I Am Number Four and uh, the Beauty, that weird Beauty and the Beast thing. Did you ever see the I Am Number Four? I did see I Am Number How Four. How was it? It actually intrigued me for a little bit. I, was... I am number bored. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't horrible. Okay. But it wasn't something I'd say, Rick, you've got to see this. Okay. I think it's like. If you turn on cable and it happens to be on, you probably won't be too terribly unhappy that you watched it. That is a YA series, right? Yes. Okay. What would be worse? I am number bored or I am number fart? Depends on, are you in I am number fart? My fear, no. with, I, my fear with I am number fart is it's from the same guys that made Disaster Movie. And and that was that was an utter... You know, I wanted two hours of my life back after mm. that. So um, I think Lon and I saw that at a press screening. And it was like even the people that got in for free that were just there were disaster like movie. Uh, disaster movie going, I want my money back. And they were all walking away. And there was an eight minute closing sequence that there was not one laugh. It was the most horrible parody <laughs> film. That was the one seen. about the time Paris Hilton was the butt of everyone's jokes. right? I think that was around that time. Yeah. yeah. And uh there was some weird things. So, um, that's, you know, so who knows? That's what's going on in the world of movies that we know right now. Uh, on television, where, of course, everybody's getting excited for S.H.I.E.L.D., which I notice is officially called Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I think to go along with it, most, you know, as I correct my students, sometimes that the Avengers has to be called Marvel's The Avengers, so as not to be confused with Steed and Mrs. Peel. So Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is how they're promoting this. To remind people they're Marvel. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Arrow is just Arrow, <laughs> and people think that Marvel publishes Green Arrow. Yeah. Only he's called Hawkeye in the comics. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're getting that <laughs> Hawkeye trade, and they're going, this is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I don't know. Are there any, other new, are there any new shows coming uh, that you're seeing previews for that you are excited about? Oh, there's yes. something. Go ahead, Yes, Nate. go ahead. There's that one with uh, Seth Green and the dads. Is it called oh, Seth MacFarlane's uh, sitcom, which is apparently being protested for being racially insensitive. Because, racially insensitive? Yes, because the pilot features uh, Brenda Song from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody as uh, Seth Green's girlfriend who dresses up in like a Sailor Moon outfit. Because, you know, it may be racially insensitive, and there are no young Caucasian males who get Asian girlfriends and try to get them to dress as uh, anime or manga characters to fulfill their sexual fantasies. That just doesn't happen uh, in huh. real life. So that's that's racially insensitive. Interesting. Yes. The uh, Andy Samberg one, the police, what is it? 
oh, something or other. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Michael J. Fox show. I am really looking forward to that just because I think he will handle that uh, with the right mix of irreverence. The and... commercials look like it's going to be pretty much uh, oh my God. him did putting you, himself up. Did you see him on Curb Your Enthusiasm a couple seasons ago? No, I didn't. And I've seen, and I've watched very little Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I watched the Michael J. Fox episode, and that was hilarious. Where he like he uh, he got mad at Larry David, and he offered him a soda in his apartment, and Larry David. <laughs> Opens it and he goes, sprays all over and he goes, oh, sorry, man, tremors. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, you just totally. That was awesome. So looking forward to that. And and today I just picked up from uh, Chris Foligno that Marina Scarciati, who uh, we interviewed for Sparks, she was the shape changer, shape shifter, right. uh, beautiful uh, young actress, has been cast in Chicago PD, the spinoff from Chicago Fire. So, um very attractive. We want to, we were on the Americans uh, last last season. So um, to say that a friend of the program is now on, uh, we'll have a regular berth on a on a weekly drama series on NBC. So looking forward to checking that out. Um, and then Disney Infinity. Sorry, Nate. We're going to check out. Have you? Are you in the all interested the way Jason Salazar and I have been, and Rick Brettschneider have been in playing Disney Infinity? Me. Yeah. Not in the way you guys are playing, but I would play it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you make it sound so dirty. <laughs> well, what 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 system do you have right now? Uh 360. Okay, so you have a 360 and I've been playing it on the 360 and it's pretty good on 360. Although I had a weird experience today. They're the first time that I I had Justin come in and I wanted to try it with two players on the same system, see mm-hmm. the split screen effect. And so I had him pick out a figure that I hadn't used before. I'd used Mr. Incredible, and he yeah. chose the, I've forgotten, the young young kid's uh, dash. dash. He chose the dash figure, which I hadn't used before. So I went. I was already in the game. Yeah. So I had him put the, um, put the figure down yeah. in it. And actually, before that, we I had him log in. So we had two of us logged in our own accounts. On, oh, on the 360. Okay. Um, but I was the only one actually playing. He was just logged in on the machine. So we were seeing notifications for either of the two accounts. Okay. Okay. So we put the dash figure down on the second mm-hmm. pod place there. And it recognized it and recognized that he was logged in. So he was going to get it. Take ownership, as they right. call. Um, and. But he had not been signed up. His account had not been associated with, with a Disney, Disney account. Disney. So yeah. I figured, okay, so probably most households don't have separate accounts for their kids. So we'll just use my account for both his, my Disney account for both his and mine. That went okay. Um, it also went okay. His account is is currently a silver account, which is not a paid online account. Okay, okay. Um, but he's we've got the we've got the card to do it. We just haven't he hasn't been interested in online play lately. Yeah. And the moment you use that card, that starts the clock ticking. Yeah, sure, sure. So, but mine was so it came up with a message about how he was playing with diminished internet access. By the time we got everything done, it had switched it. So I was now controlling Dash, and he was controlling Mister Incredible. That's odd. Um. Our our controllers we had to we had to swap. I had to give him my controller. He had to take 
I had to take his. And been there. Yeah, it, and it was kind of weird because that was that was phase one. So then we went into we we played a bit of of the toy box and we played a little bit of the Impossibles uh, game part. And then I said, well, let's go see. He was at level four, and I said, let's go see if um, if we can get the statue for Dash. Because I couldn't remember what level they get the statue at. Uh, level one gets the, it, the, the the statue changes color. Okay. Bronze at level one, okay. then so, silver, and then I don't know what it is. Cap- uh, my Captain Jack is still bronze, and yeah. okay. Sully and Mr. Incredible are both silver. So I had him walk up to it, and nothing happened. Um, and then somehow we got in a situation where it said, so do you want to take ownership of this? Yes. And I said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Cause what are we going to do? If, if I want, if I want to play him and you don't want to play anymore, I'll just yeah. take it back. When it did that, it wiped out all, everything he had done. <laughs> so he was at level four. He went back to level, level one, level, level one, zero, level actually. zero. He, he had no experience at all. So he didn't get the statue at all. Um, so, which I thought the messaging in that, especially when you have an account on the system and then a Disney account, and yeah. then you have ownership of the different, different figures and that's who was playing first. So whose toy box are you in? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a pretty technical guy and I don't know how most families are dealing with this. I don't know because I think the same problem actually happens with Skylanders, um, that it is like, depends on the profile, like. Uh, so with Skylanders, uh, I have the game so that my son can play when he comes over, mm-hmm. and I have some figures. Clearly, I'm not as into that one, but I'm aware. And when we started a game, um, if, it, if we play on the PlayStation under my profile, because uh, the PlayStation, I don't think, can split profiles like that. My kids each have a profile on it. Oh, under your account? Uh, under uh, no, on my on on the game. So it plays on the, three, on the PlayStation like, so three. We, so when we play Injustice. Luke will play on my on on my profile because my profile on Injustice has all the cool stuff, all the DLC. Right. right. But if he goes in as Luke, it doesn't. You know, on his profile, it doesn't have. The, I'm pretty the sure experience. that's the same way this would have been. Okay. As well. So it, so I don't know how families are are dealing. That is a really good point, and especially for these games, which are obviously set up to be. They're asking for you to play here's two players. I, here's at the same what time. I suspect is that. It would be families have, like, my daughter has Mrs. Incredible. Yeah. She has her Mrs. Incredible figure. She's going to play with hers. If Luke wanted to get Mrs. Incredible, he'd have to get his own. Right. The thing I see as a problem, and I'm surprised they haven't done this yet, is release extra Jack Sparrow, uh, like a Jack Sparrow, a Sully, and uh, and it was the last one, um, Mr. Incredible. To sell separately, right? Because if the fan, because otherwise you're right. You're going to be fight. The kids are all going to be fighting over being Mr. Incredible. They're all going to fight over being Jack Sparrow, right? So there needs to be that needs to be available for more. Plus, you don't need two bases. Yeah, yeah, and and be kind of fun to have two Jack Sparrows fighting. Um, you know, that's that's a thought. But uh, so a couple things to for people to be aware of. Here's where you are going to compromise your 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 sense of moral outrage. Walmart has two things. Two. Disney Infinity bonuses coming up. So in October, you, know, you can pre-order, which Jason already has. Uh, Woody for the upcoming Toy Story set uh, is is available at Walmart. I want to play Woody so bad. Is, I just he's in that he's in the intro thing, which I've yeah. now seen too many times. 
and I've I love, been there. I love the way he runs. Yes, I just love the and way. And Monsters runs. University, you can get on. You can get a special bonus pack for the same price as the regular for Blu-ray. You know, the triple Blu-ray DVD and digital combo pack. Uh huh. And and Walmart oh, and is going to come with a Walmart selling though they already exist freely. But if you don't already have them. Uh, you can get a pack with either Randall as an Infinity figure or uh, Mike Wazowski as an Infinity figure. Okay. So as far as I know, um, they're the same ones that have been available separately. Although, as we also know, like at D23, the figure of Sorcerer Mickey that was given out at D23 is not the figure of Sorcerer Mickey, not the pose of Sorcerer right. Mickey that's going to be available in January. It's going to be special. Yes. You can also, and I highly recommend this. I can't believe I'm doing this. Is how far the game has made me. I'm still a lame gamer, but a gamer on the level of of the people that are really hardcore as far as trying to track games down. That um, you can go into GameStop and you can pre-order Jack Skellington, which will be out in October. Oh, okay. And my suspicion and prediction is that even people that don't play the game, that's going to be a really popular figure and hard to find because Jack Skellington is really popular. Yeah. People love having the statue. People love the, I mean, the whole house is decorated. Like right. The, and like so that's coming out before Halloween. So I had to go ahead and just pre-order. So I was be guaranteeing getting that damn thing. What's wrong with me? Disney did exactly what I predicted Disney would do. Get me hooked. So, um, and well played Disney. Well played. Well played. We also know, by the way, okay, so as far as the Infinity Discs, uh, that the um, Mike's car is still the only exclusive out right now for Toys R Us, um, which has in their gold packs, but it's still, that is the only exclusive, though uh, Jason had a larger... Gold packs? They have gold. You didn't see them. They were gone by the time you went to get them. Wow. And I only got... Luke and I got them the first night when we went up for the midnight opening, and they haven't been come, coming back in. So there are figures, that, there are discs that are only available in gold packs? Yes. Ah. And there will be 10 total. But they're okay. releasing them, like, on a monthly basis. So right now it's just the Mike's car. On September 7th, from from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., uh, uh, whatever time zone you're in, at all Toys R Us's, they will have uh, disc swap days. You can go in, and you can, they're just doing trades. I've never even heard of Toys R Us doing this. They've done this before. They did this, uh, I tell you, when Justin was like seven, they did it for Pokemon. Okay. Well, I they, think it's cool. And they would, they would actually, they would sell the cards. They would have, uh, they'd have tables set up so the kids okay. could play and trade. And Okay. So, that. well, that's great. This is yeah. the same. So they're having Saturday a swap mornings. day. Is it, is it Saturday morning or is it? It is it 12 to 2. So okay. my suspicion is that because, you know, you and I went last week after Jason said, oh, they're like a dollar. We were misled. And I went back in on Saturday morning trying to get stuff, and they said that basically until they sell through their initial shipment of things, yeah. they're not going to be shipped the new stuff. So like white, the, the clear. So, so buy more. The crystal <laughs> the crystal Lightning McQueen yeah. isn't going to come in until all the car sets are but out or whatever. Is the crystal Lightning McQueen, is the little memory thing inside that the same as the standard? I don't know okay. because the only person I know who has it is Jason, and he's got it locked away in a vault. <laughs> uh, you know. I did. Uh, I actually got my promo stuff from um, from Amazon. Amazon. They let me choose which figure a figure I wanted. Yeah. So I got Rand- Randy. Yeah. And um, and they gave me a a a single pouch, uh, power pouch. Uh huh. And in that one, I found my last rare. 
of the standard bunch. I got the uh, lenticular one that is the um, uh, the the bucket ride from um, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Buzz Lightyear's, Blasters. yeah, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters. Yes, damn you. Uh, I bought many packs and still haven't gotten any of the. But the weird thing is, like I was at Toys R Us and I said, my son and I, we bought two packs of the gold, and we both got Mike's car, and they said that's insane, like that's super rare. And I said, well, we just picked the first two packs, yeah, and, you know. But then I haven't gotten any rare. It's since. super rare over the bunch. You just have to be the right portion of the box, right? I guess you know. So it was good luck. So my son got got the super rare, which is really nice. But um, the Tron discs will be exclusive through. Uh, through Toys R Us, they're part of that ten. Interesting. So, and apparently, in places across the globe, like when they've released in other countries, there are other businesses that have those discs already, and they're swapping. So, like on eBay, there are Tron discs available for like eighty or ninety bucks. Yeah, I haven't checked what uh, what the promotional Mickey was going for, but I was seeing between fifty and a hundred dollars. But I'm gonna it. say right now, like you know, as far as those things that will eventually be out, I'm going. Let's go back to those days when you had to just hunt was kind of fun yeah uh you know because i've had friends say like well you want me to go look and i'm like i'm just gonna hunt it's fun and then my son and i have something to do you know i i just can't see and i've had a lot of collectibles over the years where i've I've, what (laughs) yeah amazing wait a minute was that tiffany so no her voice is lower but but (laughs) as far as as far as like mostly collectible card games and stuff yeah. that have been very popular for a short period of time. And I've never gone out and spent a lot of money on rares because there's always the chance that the whole thing just kind of goes flat and the money you, the, that you'll be able to pick this stuff up eventually cheaper than... Well, I think you will be able to, you know, and, and I have to put my spell, put things in perspective. Like, I really haven't played in toy box mode yet. I'm just, when I when I have a half hour to sit down and play... I'm going through one of the adventures. Justin and I were having a great time in toy box mode because I went into spark mode and I just started laying down those rhino rhino castle guys, <laughs> like 50 <laughs> of them there. Well, I, you know, I take that back. I did start doing the spins and trying to get things because yeah. I really want that sword in the stone. Um, you know, I got that. Oh, you bet. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's just a random spin. It is. Uh, I got rhino guards, though, and I got uh, Jafar's, right? Is it Jafar's guards? or Jafar's guards yeah. are pretty, pretty tough, too, but the rhino guards. Uh, you know, I haven't, but I haven't played any of that. I just went, oh, I, I went to the Hall of Heroes, and I want to get my statues going once Jason pointed that out. And then, you know, and this is how. And, and the, Have you noticed how the whole place grows every time yes. you go in there? And then there's one button that showed up, and I imagine it would be more where if you step on it, it shoots off fireworks through above the um, yeah. film area. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Um, but And the other thing, it's got to grow because the reality is... There'll be more. Uh, because you're going to have more figures. Because yeah. by October, you're going to have to add... You're going to add Jack's guns. You're going to have Woody. You're going to have a Toy Story set. Who knows what... Oh, Frozen. Frozen is the other one that's going to oh, yeah. come out in that's like, November. That's obvious, yeah. Because you've already got, got discs. You've got all, and you've got all the uh, cut scenes. Yeah. The, the, so... Um, but you know, it's going to be bigger. You know, that, that if you've got Jack and Oogie and his henchman is part of the spin thing, there's a place that are going to be cool, you know, which tells me that there's probably going to be a whole nightmare before Christmas set. Um, I, I'd be really surprised if there wasn't, it might not be in time for Christmas this year, but again, that's the thing. Unlike Skylanders giants, which had, which did have unlockable regions, this concept of being able to plug a whole game in means, you know, it can just keep expanding and you can keep doing. And these are characters you already know. Yeah. And yeah. you can keep downloading patches, whatever. And the thing is, 
though I'm disappointed in the limitation of the Wii, the reality is that when my kids upgrade their system and they talk about it like they want to go to Wii U or they want to go to Xbox 360, mm-hmm. the only thing that I have to replace is the starter kit. Yeah. Y- you know, and, yeah. that, and that's it. Definitely. But everything else that they have, all the other stuff, still goes. And so it's really not that, you know, I, I I'm still a little upset about the Wii limitation. That might be a time for you to go on the on the eBay to buy just the the, the pat, starter kit, the starter kit minus the figures, because of that family that had to have two jacks two uh, yeah. Jack Sparrows. Maybe you know. Although it'd be better because then my family does need two Jack Sparrows and they need two. <laughs> that's true. Sorry, <laughs> I mean that's specifically like for my daughter. Pirates was what hooked her. Okay, when she played that at oh, and Nate got to mention this in November. Uh, Thor the Dark World is going to Disneyland. There will be an installation for that, just like there was for Iron Man yes. 3. Wow. So, uh, sorry, glad we mentioned that was triggering that memory. I don't know. And the weird thing is, I don't know if it's going into Interventions. Um, so, Iron Man's gone from Interventions now, or is he still there? He was there when my kids were there. So, okay. August. So, they said it was going to last through September. Um, but if I, the thing is, to me, I'm not running the park, but I would leave that up. I would take the three off of Iron Man. Yeah. And I would just say, this is the Iron Man installation. And I would add Thor, the dark world someplace else in the park and start dribbling those Marvel things in inside the Matterhorn. Yes. (laughs) Well, God, have you ridden the Matterhorn since they got the new bobsleds that nobody fits in? Nobody likes. Yeah. So it would be better to just hollow out the Matterhorn and put the dark world in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's got to be a, there's got to be other places where Thor the Dark World would make sense. Um, maybe the beer of, garden. Maybe instead of Autopia, um, uh, <laughs> or you go through the the Lost World. You take the train through instead of the primeval world. It's the Dark World. Yeah. And there's Thor. There's Thor. No, there'd be fighting outrage. a dinosaur. There'd be no outrage. There'd be so much outrage. It's one of those rides nobody thinks about it. But boy, if you try to take, it's like they tried to shut down. I think great moments with Mr. Lincoln a few because years back, because yeah. nobody goes to it, and the protests were ridiculous. Tiki Room was saved the same way. Now, like everybody goes to Tiki Room because everybody was protesting about it, and they're also going, huh, not that big a deal That's anymore. Fun. That's I fun. love the soundtrack. Don't get me wrong. I love the soundtrack to it. It is fun, and but most people go because they want the Dole Whip. The, the pineapple True. dessert, you know. So, anyway. Mm. Um, anything else you want to bring up to the tonight, Nate? Or shall oh, we all yeah. go our separate ways? Did you, Derek, I know you listen. I don't know, Rick, if you do or not. Two? Did you listen to Hollywood Babylon? I'm a couple behind because, I'll be honest, since I got the Thrilling Adventure Hour graphic novel, and they... Uh, they retweeted it, and I and I and I said we should do an interview, and they said, "Well, yeah, anytime. Just write to us." I've been trying to catch up on the uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast, so as not to ask ignorant questions. Sure. And I've been powering through that, so I've got my Hollywood Babylon's lined up, but I'm still about halfway through the backlog of Thrilling Adventure Hour. Thrilling so. Adventure Hour is the dog and the boy. Is that the one? No, that's okay. Adventure Time. That's Adventure Time. Thrilling, Thrilling Adventure Hour. Thrilling is... Adventure Hour is this alternative comedy show that's been going on in L.A. for several years. Plays at the Largo uh, in in uh, Los Angeles once a month, and they do. I guess it's about a two hour show where they do different installments of these fake old time radio shows. Oh, okay. And so they have their. They have, the their, fake, guy there they have their fake sponsor who is uh, Patriot Cigarettes and 
work juice. Okay. And they have the work juice players, but it's like Paul F. Tompkins. And then one segment they have is um, Nathan Fillion is Jefferson Reed, Ace American. So it's this alternate World War II thing where every episode is he's Jefferson Reed called against some horrible Nazi undercover plot. Um, on American soil? Uh, no, it, oh, I've heard one in on American soil and one in Germany in okay. Dusseldorf, actually. Uh, uh, and uh, then he has a boy sidekick who has been kidnapped or something. And the boy sidekick is always getting compromised by some brainwashing plan and getting killed. So they have to keep covering up that from the American Adorability Initiative, you know, the, the, these these boys. And he has a girlfriend. Camp training the result. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> and, 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 and that's, that's one. And there's only been a few episodes of those so far. The one, um, the two big ones, which are the kind of the anchor pieces of uh, of the graphic novel as well, are um, Sparks, Nevada, Marshall on Mars, and so it's kind of like a, if if John Carter were a western, and uh, and dumb, uh, you know that that Sparks is really dumb, and his and his faithful Indian sidekick is the Martian Croach the Tracker, and um, who is the much more educated and speaks more eloquently. And uh, it's it's a pretty funny continuing series. So I guess every every show once a month begins with Sparks. So it's Nevada. an anthology of these it's fake antho- radio of these fake radio shows. Productions. But some occur more often than others. And so every every show. And you said Nathan Fillion is on one of them. Is, is on a couple. Okay. So what they do is they divide them up into the podcast. So they record once a month and they divide the individual shows up into individual podcasts on the nerdist why haven't i read this on read about this on fanboy Uh, i did it was a review of the graphic novel and said there's a there's a podcast and Ah, so i've been catching up we're going to as i preface this all by saying i'm trying to catch up so that i can interview the guys because they they offered yeah let's do an interview so i'm like awesome but i want to know what it's all about so they divide it up and so the beginning is sparks nevada and there's a spinoff uh cactoid jim who's a kind of like uh, a renegade on there and uh, and then the one that is killing me, Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster, are if you mixed Nick and Nora Charles with Inner Sanctum, so they're in a show called Beyond Belief. Oh, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, oh, what is that? Uh, the uh, it, it's like Nick and Nora Charles mixed okay. with Sadie uh, with uh, with Inner Sanctum. So they are they are two high society swells, a married couple, Frank and Sadie Doyle, who are constantly drunk. Uh, who see dead people, and so they are friends with demons, and everybody turns to them for their for their supernatural problems. And it's written like a like a Thin Man uh, installment, but with the supernatural, and it's hilarious. So they do these live, or they produce- they do them live. Okay, cool. And then like I said they divide up the shows, and then some of them are seem to be like done separate. Like some of the commercials seem separate, and. And then they're experimenting. It's all written by two guys, okay. Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, which I assume are pseudonyms, but I, I don't know for sure. Um, and so they're they're generating all this material, and then they sometimes in the podcast insert things that don't seem to have been recorded live, like they're just experimenting with narrative form and, and different things. And so it's satirical, but they work as plots. It's 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 interesting. Are there it's, pictures of these guys doing the performances? You go onto their website and they have photos and everybody's just like lined up. And so they have celebrity guests that just come in. So, so they're not dressed period or anything or tuxedos dressed nicely, oh, cool, you cool, know, cool. in evening gowns, like, like assuming like they would have been dressed for a public performance in the forties. Do you remember WorldCon? Did you go to WorldCon in San Jose? I don't know. There was a, there was a, 
theater production of The Adventures of Luke Skywalker done as a like an I RKO. remember you told me. No, I think you even showed me the uh, the, the DVD. Like yeah. Mickey Rooney was Luke Skywalker. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um I've heard and, some of it. But they were all they were all dressed in right. The, they were like they were in an old time. Right. Radio and that's so what you they had do. the Foley guy doing yeah, the sound yeah, effects. That's exactly what okay. this does. Uh and so, you know, there are a lot of people from community. I've got to look it. this up. You gotta look it up. It's and what's Hollywood Babylon aside yeah, from so what's on Babylon? what's on is it Kevin Smith's reactions to Ben Affleck this week? The first uh ten or fifteen minutes. One so we'll guess who's upset about the casting and guess who's ecstatic about the cast jason is upset no that's not who's on hollywood babylon oh okay uh it's uh it, it's I, and I love him why am i totally blanking on his name right now because it's important um garman ralph garman so ralph garman must be upset about the casting and i know kevin smith's happy about it because he tweeted he's seen batman naked yeah that's right yes so yeah. because ralph garman for, for rick not knowing but for our listeners too uh ralph garman is the it's kind of like the third man on the Kevin and Bean show in L.A. Okay. And my buddy uh, Mo Heilbron, Dr. Mo on Kevin and Bean, knows Ralph pretty well. And Ralph Garman is the world's biggest Batman fan to the point. Like his mother, he got married. He, he was dropped off in the replica of the 60s Batmobile. Through the Kevin and Bean show, he's become good friends with Adam West. He has his mother sewed him a replica as an adult of the 60s Batman outfit. So he has that. And apparently, the you know Kevin Smith's gone over and, and been amazed. It's like he has the, one of the largest, world's largest collections of Batman memorabilia. Wow! So he is an insane Batman fan. And By he, insane, I mean the kind we'd all like to be. So um, no, that was me. Uh, so anyway, uh, so he's upset. I've got to catch up. I've also got to catch up on uh, Fat Man on Batman has uh, one last interview with Grant Morrison. And uh, since that first one was awesome, I've got to listen to that. So second one was good. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. All right, we were leading people into other podcasts. It's okay, as long as you come back to us, come back to us, and we'll tell you what to listen to next. All right, we'll keep doing that as That's long as you good. keep coming back. It's pretty much us. Keep listening to us. We'll we'll get better. Okay, so uh, there we go. If you've got questions, comments, compliments, commentary. You want to recommend a podcast to us, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, of course, you have probably listened to this on the Stitcher app or on iTunes. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, please uh, rate us, subscribe, tell your friends, recommend us to people. Listen to us on the Stitcher app. Listen to us on www.fanboyplanet.com where you can find the Stitcher app. And after after about what about what did you say you and I had about a half an hour of panic? After I pu- it worked, published it, it took about a half an hour to update. Yeah, so, to update on the RSS feed. Yeah. But it, it works. That is great. And uh, so there you go. And I, I want to say a special shout-out to the five so far people who have listened to the car cast all the way to the end and sent sent in the code word. That's a clue, folks. Uh, I appreciate that because Carr, uh, you know, was sure that people weren't listening to the end. Um, so I know at least five people care enough to write to us. So that's good. And a lot of people, you know, this don't, they, they'll listen all the way to the end. I know, not, I know, I know. And so that it's all, it's all fine. And it's hard. Today. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts in my car. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, let me write something down that'll remind me to, to look that up later. I never did. So, yeah. Yeah. So I understand. I listen to podcasts in my car. So, um, anyway, you got that. Uh, stop by the website, see what we've got up, uh, pick up stuff on uh, Amazon, of course, go to your local comic book shop first and see if they can get it for you. Uh, or donate, of course, to PayPal if you like what you're hearing. Help support us. And 
Until next, next week and beyond, I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief for FanboyPlanet.com. I am Nate Costa. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good to get Nate a job. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Dragons! Are you there, Nate? I am here. <gasps> it's almost like you're here. There we go. Keep talking. Hi, how's it going? How's good. everyone doing? That's testing, good. testing, That's good. testing. We're, we're, we're testing. Good, Nate. How are how are you? How's the uh, how's the job search going this week? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was just telling Rick that, you know, their uh Disney got the okay to build their new studio in Santa Clarita. Oh, really? But that's still like uh you know, I would assume a couple of years off. Oh, like, is that a true story? That's a true story, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They have the Golden Something Ranch out there. Um that they've owned that they use for location shooting, but they have overflow in their uh sound stages at Disney Studios in Glendale and Burbank, so they want to um, have a site up uh, up in Santa Clarita and uh, build some sound stages and offices there. So, wow. Yeah, but, oh, new studio work, but up a couple years, so it would be so convenient. <sighs> it would be a little too convenient. Too convenient for comfort? You need a little rough? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely not. Too convenient for them. Too perfect for the situation. <laughs> oh, you mean they they would make you happy? Yeah. Yeah. Is this the way it's going to be tonight? <laughs> what good has happened this week, Nate? Uh, I went to Earth 2 today, talked to Carr. He was there. Oh, excellent. That was Carr. Good, good. Good, good. He got a call from his dad while i was there so he had to take that and oh, that's when i left all righty 
That's that's, it? that's about it. That's, that's it. Oh, okay. Oh. I've eaten every day. Oh, that's good. That's important. <laughs> you had one up on Charnold. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Charnold. Well, Derek was just running down uh, what we had. Not much. I knew one. I felt we were going to be a little bit late anyway, as we are. So you know, maybe not. We don't have to go the full two hours this time. No, we don't have to. <laughs> That's true. I don't. But I just don't feel like, other than, of course, no matter what day we record, the next day is when the internet blows up about something else. You Indeed. know, so we can have a little bit of. Who would guess what tomorrow is going to bring? Hmm. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin as Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> well, I was saying last week the news was Bradley Cooper was supposed to be Rocket Raccoon, and then that sort of just faded away. Like nobody, went. nobody bought it, nobody bit. Well, I think it was just like the they there were some talks, just like uh, you know the weird Vin Diesel thing this week is now he's saying like, well, they originally wanted me for a different IP, but they put me in this. And I'm like, well, yeah, uh, what? You see the world's end? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, do you have your comics nearby? I do. Good, because Derek's got his stack this week, and I've got mine. Oh, well, then let me I think that's, that's one of our better ways of going over anything that's not comics. And maybe just say, like, why are we still buying this book? Defend exactly. It. Defend exactly. it. Defend that book. I, I haven't read it yet, but I like it. There's pretty colors. Bat cow is in this one. Bat cow. I understand that uh, our friend Joe Keating wrote a story for DC today. Did he? He has a story in, uh, he has an eight page story in the Batman Incorporated special. Son of a bitch. If I had known that, I would have picked it up. Yeah. He writes the night. So. Yes. I purposely did not buy that book because it's not. That book is over. Well, and here's the problem is like, yeah, you have a Joe Keating story and then there's a four, six page i think a six page story by uh dan didio and ethan van skyver i saw that was in there which should have been called um we have no narrative sense <laughs> we're in charge so we can do whatever we want yes fat cow Dana. Moo, 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 i moo, did moo, see moo. did i mention that i walked into <laughs> after after we got all the disney infinity toys luke and i went to a different you know different toys R us and they had the batman and robin the batman 66 batman and robin climbing the wall right. action figure set didn't you get that when you were at comic no i only got batusi ah and so i was like oh i need that and, and my son played interventionist and went i have enough Ooh. you're okay <laughs> wow and took my hand and then he was waylaid by the sonic toys and I went, <laughs> really do we have enough now, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's gonna—he's he, gonna develop a fine sense of sarcasm earlier than most kids do. He already has the <laughs> fine sense of sarcasm. <laughs> the uh, uh, Justin and I were playing Disney Infinity. The first time I tried to play it with two people. Yeah, and play set or toy box. Toy box first, or should we save this? You want to do another Disney? Infinity? I think it's worth saying. Okay, you know, I mean, I can do that. We don't because now you you've experienced a little more. Jason's not here, and yeah, and we can talk about the next announcements that have been made with it. Oh, so. that's cool. Okay, sure, let's do that. Yeah. Okay, shall we get going? You have yes, anything? I'm Nate? just uh, I'm collecting all my books 
Good. from this week to put them near me. Put them all on a stack. Uh, oh, I got a book from last week, to, or two weeks ago, actually. No, what was it? The Savage Dragon 190, where oh. he also does a, uh, there's a regular comic book, and then a 64-page digest size exact same issue. So what he did was uh. lay it out. So the... Uh, Wow, what is that? I will tell you. Okay. I pulled out a trade paperback that was recommended by Earth Two to me. Oh, okay. Three different times. I, I know I've seen that cover. Did I see? Did you post the cover on Facebook or something? It was with the article that recently uh, that Darren from Have you ah. met Darren? By the way. Yes. Yeah, I love Darren. Um, so uh, that Darren had written on the Facebook page. Okay. Part of the ongoing uh, coordination with Earth Two, um, so we take that. And so he had written a thing about Deathmatch. Why don't you pull all your comics out of your bag, see if you're ready to just like all right, go right into it. Kind of are you flow ready? In, are you ready? Kind of ninja into that article. I am nearly. You're you're so clear this week. It's not even funny. It's it must be the network here. It, it must be the the high right. bandwidth network. I think I'm ready. You ready? Okay. Excellent. Is that well, a kill Shakespeare in there? The last issue of the new one, Tide of Blood. Wow. I'm just I stopped buying the singles. I'm just buying the. Oh, which makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm almost to that point where I'm just going to say, "Oh, I like this one." I shall now withhold since I'm so behind reading. Anyway, exactly. I will just exactly. buy the trade. Nate, we're ready. We're we ready. Hit it, Nate. Oh, listen up and boys, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here is your host, Darren Pekka. Thank you, Nate, coming to us from a galaxy far, far away. No, no, I think it's only 